What's up, guys? We back. It's been a while. It's been a while. I miss you guys. I know y'all miss me too. Maybe not, but I miss y'all. I'm coming back. But guess what? We're not indoors. We're not doing that Supergirl stuff. We had the real, like Matt Walker say, it's the real man's track. Round one, the Lucas Oil Motocross in Paula, California. I actually never raced there. Have I raced there? I practiced there a lot, but I never raced there. Um, but the track looked fun. So round one of the motocross series, baby, let's get outside. And hey, I know they don't got it, but still, a few people going to get neck burns today. Let's get into it. So 250 class, let's get into that one. We have Jet Lawrence, number one play, old school looking motorcycle, kind of like a David Bailey throwback, Rick Johnson. Ironically, he was on the the TV cast today, but bikes look good. I like the gold wheels and all that. And Jet looked good with number one play and Jet even looked better. Kid looked good, man. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Kid looked good. It's first time since, first time for a long time that I've seen somebody look just better than everybody else. And it's going to be, the, if they stay healthy, it's going to be the Lawrence boys in that 250 class. But you never know. It was good to see Justin back, Cooper. And we had that 411. I thought I was calling to get a number. And then I realized it was a rookie. First time in this 450 or 250 class. Um, he looked good. He led a few laps. And um, But overall, the red plate, Jet Lawrence. I mean, the kid just looked better than everybody else. And and him and his brother looked good. So, um, But first round of the season, and what we'll talk about today a little bit is how the difference between a first round of a supercross compared to a first round of outdoor, how there's a big discrepancy between, you know, the, I guess maybe the overall champion and how guys can come in and really struggle with bike setup because in outdoors, it's more of a, it's a big bike setup. And usually when you come into the first race, you're either pretty close or way off. I experienced a way off a lot of times. So um, don't be surprised that guys that was like getting fifth or, you know, the top 10 in a couple of weeks, they might be winning races or up in the podium. So um, and that's just kind of getting in, getting your feet wet and, and bike set up. So even how dominant it was a red day all day long. Um I wouldn't look forward to, at least in the 450 class, there might be some changes, some colors, some blues, some greens, you know, yellows, I don't know, um, some KTM, some orange bikes, who knows? Um, there's going to be some guys that's winning races. So, um, But in 250 class, there's not much to say besides Jet Lawrence. He looked good. He was on a different level. His brother looked great. Um, it was good to see Shimoda Joe up there. He looked good also. Um, Cameron McAdoo, bruh, like my... I, 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 you know, that's how you felt right there. You, you, you was stumbling. I hope you get back. Um, just saw a little blood on your nose. They did you dirty, man. I ain't gonna lie. I, I turned on the TV and I saw you, you know, on the back of the asterisks. I've been there a lot of times. So I know that look and that look of confusion. That's what you had. Uh, so get well, my friend. But you ain't gonna lie. You know, Mad TV Plus, they did you a little dirty on that by showing you like that that long. Uh, but get well soon. So there he is. Lucas or recap. They ain't no recap. He got knocked out. Like, he don't remember. He don't remember Doc doing his thing. Bodner just driving. And Cameron's like, yeah, I mean, he looked like he just got punched by Rocky. Like, Rocky hit him. I don't know. Is Rocky six? Is it comeback? But, you know, damn, I'm doing you dirty. I'm doing you like Mav TV. I'm talking about you. So I'm going to keep on going. Just whatever. Um, but again, I think Justin Cooper should get back. He'll. I was a little surprised that he, you know, faded back a little bit so much. But, you know, again, the kid's been off all year long. He's been hurt. So not surprising. RJ does what RJ does. He has one fantastic moto flying 
crazy speed and then i don't know what he finishes at komodo but hopefully he can get that consistency um up but we all know he has the speed but nonetheless let me keep that simple it is jet it's the lawrence boys and jet come on cole i know it's outdoors and i know they don't got the fire and i know it was cold that day so he might appreciate this but let's hit him with a neck burn hit it cold suntan necks on fire Neck was on fire, even though it wasn't on fire. It's like that fake flame, Fagazi. It's the JS, the Bubba's World, the recap, Suntan. It's a new one. And it was you, Jet. So congratulations. You the man. Fucking <laughs> RD5 coffee. <laughs> it's this coffee. I ain't gonna lie, we're gonna get into this coffee. Yeah, I see. RD has been gone RD5 long years. And I know what he's been doing. He's been up in Minnetonka, up there with that Tom Brady program, that TB12. It's the new RD. This, I don't know what they put in that coffee. And they kind of look the same. They act the same. They love the sports. Just a pretty chin, good smile. Just a good old fella up there in the north, whatever he is. He's hired in Florida. Minnesota. But he's Minnesota. Minnesota. He's a Minnesotian. Yeah, whatever it is. He's Minneapolis. No. Yeah. But anyways... I think he's been mixing that coffee with that Lake Minnetonka purifying his body for the last five years. You have to purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. What? Because dude came out and like, he, he's my, I, I, as soon as I saw him in press day, I'm going with RD5. I'm seeing you here, folks. You see this? I'm feeling the comeback. And it's because the coffee, it's that Minnetonka water. Yeah, now coming into the first race, we, we've heard Ken, um, you know, he has some interesting messages on Instagram. And you knew, you know, they talked about it on the broadcast a little bit, you know, you know, with speaking with him, how he's been preparing and he had some sicknesses. I guess he had some COVID and got into his brain or whatever it was, but he, he definitely struggled. And that's why he took off the rest of the Supercross season. So after that um, Instagram, we kind of knew it's much talent that guy got. Um, you know, he wanted to come out here and like show something. And I, I said it in the, uh, the podcast about how I, I felt like it was almost like him trying to, um, convince, you know, himself, um, more than anybody else. When you start engaging and, and saying things, uh, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm gonna do this, um, you know, to the public, I, I feel like it's, it's more to it because, you know, a lot of guys, yeah, a lot of people, they write Ken off. I don't, because I knew he's, he's talented that being said, like, I, I felt like there was this issue of him, you know, having struggles in Supercross at the end of the year. And the same thing with outdoors, there might be more to it. Um, and as far as the championship, you know, that might be past history unless he kind of changed his whole program. But nonetheless, I knew if he was healthy and he had an opportunity, he was going to come out this first race and do his thing. And that's what he did. You know, he got up there, he pulled the whole shot, he let some laps. And you could tell he was riding with a purpose. You know, he was even from practice. He was trying to, um, you know, uh, you know, prove prove points um, that maybe for him, that's that's what he needs to do. And, and and he was close to winning. I mean, he got two second places. I think he was pretty happy um, from being gone for so long and uh, maybe somewhat silencing the credits in his own head, um, which is, is great for us as fans. Um, so you kind of knew if he was up front you know, battling with his teammate, he was going to come out here and try to do it. Um, and he did, but 
nonetheless, you know, his teammate Chase, he's always ridden well at this track. You know, the, a lot of these guys, they practice during the week here and certain tracks just fit certain riders and Chase loved this track. Even from the time I worked with him, he won that, um, he won overall the first year with here. And then he won, um, I think the first moto last year and then he went down the second moto. So he's always done good. Um, just like his other teammate with Jet Lawrence. So coming into this, I knew he would be strong. So I think having um, both of those teammates out there battling with each other for Chase, it was like a dog with a bone, you know, having Ken right there in front of him. I know how you always want to beat your teammates. So you just focus in on him. I think that alleviated a lot of distractions and other things, you know, other riders and other distractions of possibly winning the first race, having your first one, one strictly just worried about beating your teammate and, and Ken. So I think that helped both of them, um, you know, have a calm and just start racing each other. And they were clearly faster than everybody else um, that was close to him. I think Jason rode pretty good and maybe a couple other guys. But overall, like they got the starts and they were, you know, ahead of everybody else. So it was a Honda day nonetheless. And um, it was good to see Ken come back here riding with a purpose. And the big thing for Ken um, will be. Brown three, four, and five. Um, if he can kind of continue this, then maybe we can start seeing um, him being there for the overall like long-term championship. But I think with Eli still struggling, and that first moto was wild to see um, him kind of fade back like that. You know, you don't know if he's, you know, he they're saying he's still hurt with his knee and stuff, and then you know he had that little bobble in the corner, maybe hurt it again. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see with him these next two races. If he finished this, is like if he starts having motors like that first moto, then I think he'll take the time off um, and get his knee fixed and, and get back for that number one plate for Supercross. Um, because the second moto, he looked he looked pretty good. He looked better. Um, you know, Craig was obviously you know got third place, but it wasn't. It's weird when I watch Eli ride a little bit. It's like he's he's doing things that shows our riders hurt. We all know how um, dominant Eli is outdoors. And when he gets on that pace, that flow mode, he can be toe smacking everybody. So he has like spurts of that. Um, But then he has these moments where like, it's like he's riding like hurt and they're like two different, like they're two different modes. So it's, it's weird to see if he's hurt to have the other, the opposite of like that just, brawl speed dominant and then um so i think for me personally it's gonna be interesting i don't think he would finish the season he's not gonna ride hurt you know he's not gonna be out there if he can't win he won't be out there so we'll see how he does the next two races it'd be telling on whether he finishes championships or not um and i think i I think watching eli to me you remember going back to i guess maybe when he hurt his knee in atlanta he had that gnarly swap with Anderson and that track was even though it was a supercross track it was high speed and he had some moments and I what well, talked about you know that one scared him and I, I think overall like it just looking at his bike a little bit compared to supercross you know how that that subtle movement that double d setup it's nice and supple and I think having the bike a little bit softer um you know flexing a little bit helps in those areas the slower tracks the the little, uh, you know, ch- chatter stuff. But then when you have these hot speed stuff, like these hard G outs, like what he had in a mechanics area in Atlanta, you can have this gnarly, like almost high side. And 
that's what I kind of see. And I don't know if it's like watching him ride, if he's if he's worried about that, because like I can see it in a few spots where it looks like the bike's a little wallowy uh, to me. And I'm I'm wondering like the way he's kind of riding, it looks a little timid. And that could be either because of his knee or because of like he's worried about that that happening. And ever since that happened in Atlanta, he's been a different person and clearly he hurt his knee from that. But maybe that's where I say like I'm watching two different riders where he he gets in his zone and he's a racer and champion how he is and he starts going for it and maybe off camera or whatnot. So he feels like that gnarly swap comes back and he shuts it back down because that's what I see. I see more of that than a guy that's like his knee he can't ride because his knee hurts. Because again I would just say he would be like that all the time and he's not. So he has his flow mode and then he has these weird, like almost not scared, but scared in the sense where he's like, he worried about something. So um, it's, it'd be really cool to see how he reacts these next couple of races. And um, you know, he's playing on house money. He's the champ. We all know he's an outdoor champion before and he just dominated you guys in supercross. So um you know, as much as I know he wants to win this title, he's not going to ride hurt. So we'll see what happens next couple races. You know, I got, I got a lot of like flag. I wouldn't say a lot of flag. People, a couple people said, you know, Eli was hurt and uh, Supercross a lot more hurt than he, he let on. And, you know, watching from the telecast and stuff like I knew he hurt his knee, but not to the sense of what they were saying. And the reason I say that is because. You know, just like in Denver, that heat race, the guy looked phenomenal. And he has these moments where he looks phenomenal. And I know riding with a knee injury, if you're riding debilitated and sometimes you can't even hold on, that whole, you know, going, having speed and that like just letting it hang out and then the opposite of just like nurturing, you don't have that. Um, and that's why I was so confused and kind of like didn't talk about his knee injury so much um, and went back into I think he was riding that way because championship because that's what I saw. And so same things happening in outdoors is like that's that's what I see and it's confusing. And hopefully Eli, you know, understands and people understand what I'm saying. Um, I'm not saying he's not hurt because at times he looks like he's hurt. But then at times he looks like he's a bad mother. You know what I mean, too. So. Um, I just think if he's, if he's hurt that much, then I wouldn't see those, those two opposites in a sense. And, um, you know, but the one person that wasn't hurt was the guy that went one, one, um, over the, over the race. So, but hopefully Eli, he's, he's healthy enough. I would love to see him finish this, um, this season all the way through and he's be able to ride healthy. Cause I think it would be, um, you know, if he can get both titles and I, I think it'd be awesome and having, rd5 you know to rejuvenate it you know motocross version of tom brady back in the day uh, i think that'd be pretty cool against chase and and the german chocolates back i think it'd be good and and i think the series needs needs eli um the 250 class is stacked even though jet was you know night and day better than everybody else and how stacked that class is the 450 class I think there is going to be some inconsistencies um, throughout everybody. I mean, I think we just saw Jason come in there and get caught up in the first corner, have some bad luck. And even though he rode good, I mean, he lost a ton of points to Chase. And you had, uh, you know, Ryan coming off five years and just consistently just there. 
and did his thing. You had Kristen Craig in his first podium. Um, so I think there's going to be some up and downs. And with, you know, um, Ferrandis being out, Cooper being out, um, we don't know how long Corolla is going to be here. And if Eli goes out, I think you're you're missing some pieces that I think not only you're you're putting depth in the field, I think you're putting um, championship depth, and that that's the uh, depth that's difference. You know, you can have guys, you can have a bunch of guys that can come in and maybe win a moto here and there, but when you start taking out Ferrandez and Eli and guys like that, Cooper Webb, these guys are champions. So you you know those guys are gonna be there from round one to round twelve. And ultimately, what we want as fans is to come down to round 12 and there's a series. So if you start losing those kind of guys, you're not only losing speed and talent and, and, and um, you know, fan favorites, you're losing depth for the championship. And uh, I think overall, as the motocross season goes on, you, know, you get guys that get injuries and guys that get hurt. So you start losing them throughout the year. If you lose that at round one, then I think we can be looking at a series that you can have a champion that's survival of the fittest instead of the best of the rest. And, um, you know, so hopefully, hopefully those guys can finish out and, and just continue to get stronger and, and get through it. So, um, right now it's the Honda day. It's red. That's why I wore my red bandana. Cause it's just, it's raining red, whatever. But... Yeah. That didn't make sense. But hell with it. You get it. Let's talk about RD five. Now, I said it a little bit, but I'm telling you, he's been, RD5 has been gone five long years. RD5 long years. Boy's been gone. And I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I, I immediately got me some coffee. I called it up, ordered me some RD5 coffee, mixed it with that Minnesota Lake Minnetonka water because it purified my body. And clearly that's what he's been on. He's been on that program. And he came back, and when I watched the dude in press day, I texted him, and I'm cheering for him. Not even cheering for the old guy because he's younger than me, but damn, he's been gone a long time. But when I watched him ride, it's the one thing that I hated racing him. It was like, he just looks like a ball of consistent. Just, he's just there, right? There's nothing, there's nothing flashy about him, but he's flashy. And I think when I watched him, the reason I just said, like, I'm picking him for the title and I'm picking him because one dude's been gone for five years. He just came up in here, just, you know, literally at podium speed. And I think if we were round three, he would have got podium. I think the fact that there was so much pressure on him, guys in race for five years, he's carrying the KTM flag. He's got a baby at home, maybe two. I don't know. Um, and he just comes back in here off that huge layoff at a rough track. At least it was cold. But when you look at Ryan and just his past history and what made him so tough is that from his riding style, from the way he is, I think it just sets up that he's going to be there. And the fact is, he came out here and he wasn't slow. So I know Chase and everybody else knows like, damn, like my hero, the guy that I used to watch, he's still there. Like he still has every tendency and and his thought process, whatever, it looks the same. It looks like 2014 to like now. Um, and I know a part of that scares those guys because then you lose that that um, buffer of having a bad race because RD5 eat your ass. You have a DNF, he's 20, 25 points, and that's what you lost. You can guarantee it. 
And long as the bike stays together, he's going to be there. So a part of that bleeds in the back of these minds of these guys that, okay, now we got somebody that's going to be super consistent. And I think watching him ride, the way he rides compared to everybody else is, I wouldn't even say it's an old school way, but I think the what makes Ryan so consistent and what makes him really smooth is he sits down a lot. And it's not like it's a lazy sit down. I, I feel like the reason I was so stoked on him out to watch him press days because when you watch him compared to Chase and some of these other guys, they where Ryan sits down and Chase is standing up. And I'm not singling out Chase, but a lot of guys do this. I think Ryan takes away all the potential, you know, high sides and front end washes out. Like he takes a lot of chances out. And I think that's what made him so consistent, you know, over his career is that, you know, not only is his mindset, he's going to be there the whole way, but the way he rides, the way he attacks the whole track, when you watch him, you don't ever feel nervous. Like any minute the guy can go down. And I think that's the part where I said, like, it's not flashy, but from a technical standpoint, it is kind of flashy because he's taken chances and taken, you know, opportunities for him to go down away compared to some of these other guys. Because at any point, you can just see somebody yard selling, right? Like we've seen it in Supercross. We've seen it happen before where Ryan comes back in this game and he has the speed and obviously has the determination and fitness. And he's got he's taken that part away. You know, the only thing that was going to stop Ryan this year, if he was just way slower than everybody else, the fact that he comes in here and he has top five speed after five years, you're asking me, would I put him up against the guys that's winning? Uh, yeah, for a title? Yeah. And um, like I said, I just think overall his whole riding, you know, his riding style compared to those guys, I think you're just going to see a guy that's just finishing every moto and they better take notice. They better take notice. I think overall, his bike setup, the way he does his thing, and again, coming back from five coffee, make Minnetonka, mixed water, whatever it is, I think you're going to have a guy that's going to be here for a championship, and they see it. They see it. And I think that it starts with, one, his mentality, but it starts the way he rides a motorcycle. And you look at that, just pay attention to him around the whole track and how many times you go, ah, like, Oh, like he could have lost the front end there. Oh, he could have, he could have just yard sell it. You don't see that. You might see him, you know, legs off and all that. But you see a guy that's like put together. He looks one with his whole motorcycle everywhere. And he makes the way he rides a motorcycle makes his suspension actually work well. Like he uses his body to sit in the bumps to where, you know, if his suspension ain't working that well, he'll make it work by the way he moves around on a motorcycle or sits in the right position. So, um, that's why I say like when he's going around sweepers and fast sections, you don't ever see like at any moment if a rock came out, he can hit that rock and go flying. And um, I think that's the difference where I say overall throughout 24 motos that I feel pretty confident with him that he's going to be there 24 motos where, you know, another guy might win 11, 12, 13 of them, but might have three DNFs where I think that's the difference with Ryan and the fact that he just came off this layoff and looked just like he did. And, you know, last time he raced the series, um, just bowls fact of, oh, man, I just got me two packs of coffee straight up. So it's going to be good to see him back in the day. As I said in the beginning, you have the first round. You always have guys that struggle. Actually, Ryan Dungey, notoriously slow in the beginning part of the outdoor season. Like all his championships, he struggled big time in Hangtown. Um 
I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to back that down a little bit because I did give him the business in 12. So I don't want to say he struggled too much, but nonetheless, he did struggle. His bike setup usually comes in a little bit slower. So five years off, you would think he'd be really slow. Probably the best he ever looked, um, but he had a lot of time to prepare for it. But I think, you know, you have these guys that's come in here, might get like third, fifth, tenth, whatever, the first round, and then they figure out a bike setup and then start clicking it. And I think the next two races for Eli and Anderson – um, Anderson for maybe a different reason than Eli, but I think Eli needs to kind of figure out that bike setup pretty quickly because the last thing he wants to do is kind of fall back in the, the, the old school mode per se and, and start having these moments again where, you know, he's struggling with the bike and he's like, look, man, I'm not getting hurt or I'm super crushing, whatever it is. And he has like, he motos, like he did the first moto um you know where he's there and all of a sudden he's just he starts going backwards because that's not eli and he we thought for sure the supercross season that was gone and that's just a testament of how good you know the Holland star was working um throughout the year but i think for him he's gonna have to find that balance of that motorcycle and maybe come out this weekend in sacramento and like show something kind of like what he did in supercross he came out he's like all right all right and then he showed something um, I think we have to see it because last time, I mean, one of the last times he raced there, he beat everybody by a minute and 50,000 seconds. He was dominant. Um, so I think he feels good about that. So we'll see about him this weekend. And what I just touched on a minute, I think Jason, you know, Jason coming off the Supercross season, you know, being, you know, winning the last four or five races, whatever he won and just being better than everybody else, you know, even though we he came into an outdoor season, not ever winning an outdoor national, like a, a overall, I think maybe he won a moto or maybe he hasn't done that. But I thought the way he finished the Supercross season, new team, um, you know, he's seen success on that Kawasaki by Eli. I thought maybe he would ride that momentum, you know, coming to outdoors. And even though he rode well, like really well, he came up from the back of the pack. I think as a rider, if you start having like incidents, like a first corner crash, you know, another first corner crash. And then, you know, something else happens to where like you lose a, a lot of points in the beginning part and you're, you're riding great, but you're getting like fifth. I think that's going to start throwing his mindset back into like, I, I haven't won these things. This is the reason why I never won a, a motor or, or a uh, overall in this. And I think for him, it's going to be crucial for him to get up and, you know, try to win one of these next couple of races for him, at least be up there, you know, win a moto, maybe not an overall, but be up there battling with those guys. I think overall for him, the best person to maybe, I guess the guys in front of him hasn't been the most consistent over a super uh, or championship. So at least he has that form compared to, I think if Eli would have came out with one, one, I think this whole, what happened this first race, it would be devastating to him. Um, because we know Eli's a you know three time champ, four time champ, and if he came out off the winning Supercross title and come out and dominated, then I think you would look at the top position differently than you do now. Not saying Chase or Ken can't do that, um, but past history saying they might have some up and down moments. So I think that leads a lot of these guys, including Eli, comes out the first moto, uh, first round, and be like, okay, it as bad as I rode and the finishes. At least I'm not, you know, I guess out of it. Like, I, at least the guys in front of me, they might give me some points back overall. They might not, but 
um, we'll see. So I think past history shows that. I think those guys would come into round two, Eli and Jason. And, you know, if Eli can figure out the motorcycle and get that, you know, flow mode back, Jason can get some of that, you know, just bad luck and having went in the outdoor off his chest. I think those guys would be looking good for a title. So um, we'll see what happens here in Sacramento. But overall, I, I think it's going to be crucial for those guys just from a history standpoint. And don't underestimate how powerful the mind is as a rider um, for the confidence for those guys to come up here and start fighting these two Honda boys for the title and, uh, you know, get get this thing going. For being round one, um, I, I think it, it fits well for a lot of these guys. You know, the track seemed like it had some traction, even though, I mean, you had some hard pack um sections it didn't look sketchy like some tracks when you look at like unadilla to me it's sketchy i've been knocked out like eight thousand times there literally i'm still up in new york i'm like alex martin in seattle i'm still up there so when you when you look at some of these tracks they look sketchy with the long ruts there's no room it's like the dirt doesn't give um where this track, even though it was rough, it, it didn't look sketchy. I mean, there, there were some passable lines. Um, there had some gnarly square edges and stuff. But every everywhere it had the square edges were, and those big potholes were pretty slow. The only place that looked sketchy was like where they had that big tabletop right when you're coming back up from the front section. You come down those downhills up, um, I don't know, in the back over there. You got the horseshoe, and then you come down, you got that fast section right before that triple or whatever jump right before the wave jump. So that was the only part on this track that looked sketchy because it was high speed and it had a lot of ruts in it. Um, but other than that, everything else was is pretty good. Even where Chase passed um, Ken, it, it didn't look sketchy. You know, he did a couple times, but it, it, it wasn't like a scary. So I think overall coming into the first race, this track is better than Hangtown because Hangtown's a, it's a gnarly one. It's like Glen Helen, even though, you know, a lot of guys don't race Hangtown. Um, we practice at Glen Helen every week. That track is, it's not like any other track in the world. I don't know why. And a lot of guys struggle when you get there, um, even on race day. So this track in particular, I think it was more um, more consistent of an outdoor national. And for the first race and how gnarly it was, cool weather, the track not being super high speed and sketchy. I think it set up well for these guys. Compared to once we go to Hangtown next weekend, that track is choppy. And if you got arm pump issues, you got to have arm pump issues there. And so um, I think it was perfect for these guys this weekend. Antonio, welcome to America, baby. Everything's different. The, the frames are different. They're, they're not as stiff over here from what I hear. Um, it, it was weird. Like he was just there. Like I don't even know where he was, but he was there on there. And he looked like he definitely struggled uh, with bike setup. He was struggling with the track. And I think a part of that, like, it was like he was here and he was like, I like it's raining on his vacation. You know, it's the, the pool's cold. There's a hurricane coming. Like, it's just no fun. You're fighting with the old lady, whatever it is. Like, he just did not have a lot of fun. And you realize as much as like I thought this vacation, it would be great and we can, you know, do our honeymoon phase. She's still the same old woman. And that's why I retired. I, I was done. And that's what he kind of looked like out there. He looked like he was like, damn, man, my hands, my hand blistering up. 
he looked like me in 16. Bro, you like, I'm excited to come back here. And then, then I got freaking Maypops and pancakes on my hands. And he just looked like he was struggling. So for sure, um, it's a different, the whole bike setup, the whole program, everything's different over here. It's so much quicker. And I think like with, with Tony, he obviously, he hasn't raced in, you know, about a year outdoors, but I think over in GP, like they, they have time, they have a long practice session. Then they have that Saturday qualified and they got another practice session and then they race over there. You see these guys slowly build. And by the time Sunday main event, you know, race time, they giving everybody the business, AKA Stefan Everts and, and motocross nation. I'm like, I got these fools. And then by the time the race came, they like woke up. So I think watching Tony, like having that short program, um, he definitely struggled and and for sure the it's even kind of scary in the sense that they they practice on this track and they had that Tuesday uh, ride day so he's actually had a lot of time on this thing so to see how much time he's had and then how you know look like he struggled doesn't bode well for moving forward for the next couple of races because these are all new tracks for him and it's going to be even shorter less time on the track so good thing for him I know he's got a good group of guys in KTM. You got a nine-time champion, and if anybody can figure it out, it would be the nine-time champion and Tony. So, and I mean, dude, if not, he just get some coffee from RD. I'm sure you got up in the locker. He fixed that. I'm telling you, it's the Tom Brady method. Method, like, I'm still tripping. Just needed to get that in there. I was starting to feel a little fatigue. Now I'm back. What would it take for you to? Do what Dungey did and come back. Yeah, somebody asked me that. Somebody asked me, like, were you inspired by what Ryan did? And I was like, yeah, like, I'm super inspired. But I ain't that inspired. I ain't that inspired. I mean, I'm amazed. And as I said on the podcast, some people are just built to do that. Like, it's Cole, you, you saw my text. Roger, you saw my text. When I saw him, like, oh, damn, he's back. It didn't even shock me that he was back. I knew he would do good. Like, I didn't know he would be, let me say, I didn't think, like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know if he would be, I wouldn't say I didn't know if he'd be this good because he is this good, but I, I didn't think he would look this solid. That's what I say. And I say that because He's always struggled in, in the beginning part of the year, like when he was in his peak fitness, whatever. And the fact to me is his bite looked pretty good. He looked good. And it's like he's aware, like he's he's had an opportunity to watch these guys sit back and kind of do what I do, call races, do whatever, and like learn and then really kind of learn like these tendencies of these guys and these riders around them. And even the way he rode, like he like. You know, he let um, Christian go by. Um, like, he ain't going to fight with him. Like, oh, overall, 12 races, I think I can get this guy. It was almost smart the way he was just doing his thing. And that, to me, is like a guy, it's like just solid. Like, he, he has belief that in the long term, I'm going to be here. And it's cool to watch. It's like he has all the brains and, and, and he learned from being off. 
and he still has his Ryan Dungey, his racecraft, his championship about him, his determination, his style, everything. He has all that. But then he's like he he uses that, you know, from stepping away from the sport and learning these guys. In fact, he actually worked with some of these guys, you know, when he was with Geico and then, you know, KTM. So he's really had a sense of listening to all their dark secrets in the truck, listening to them talk about how they don't like certain things, helping them fix. So now he's back and he's like, I can use this. Like basically if I came back right now after watching all these guys and getting to know them and still have my James Stewart thing. Oh boy, you guys be in trouble, but I don't because I got one side, the other side. I'm not in that inspired yet. Maybe I will be. Hold up. I'm feeling it. So it's like, you can use all that stuff in, in the race thing. And I think that's what RD has doing. So to me, I'm excited to watch him as a fan. All you fans out there, it's cool to see him back. But I actually do think it's not he's just back here. It's not like I, when I watch Tony, I'm so happy to see him over here racing. But I can feel like that's a, a rental car. Like he's just going to use that for a couple times. Go to Disney, Universal, whatever it is. You know, go see, you know, the Hoover Dam. And then he's going to go back home. Well, Ryan, I think he might actually purchase this thing. And he might actually bought a place down here in Disney World, in Universal, because he lives right next door. He's here like he's here. like, And so that's the difference to me. So we'll see. He might get that Willy Wonka gold tag. I, I guarantee he'll get a neck burn this year. He's going to get neck burn. He's going to get neck burn. But that being said, people, that being said, oh, it was a good one. And I don't even know. You got the Jet Lawrence neck burn. And he got the double neck burn with him. And then he got this one. And it was another one. Another 1-1. One, one. Sexy Sexton had the German chocolate behind him. He's like, what up, dog? What up? I got you. I got you. So Chase Sexton, Paula round one. Just hit it for him, Cole, please. Suntan, neck's on fire. Chase, the neck was on fire. I almost feel like I, that was that song, like, I want that fire. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get the stews and stews. We'll be right back. Cool, you got to cut that shit out. All right, guys, we back. You know what time it is. My favorite time, your favorite time. Hello, all his favorite time. Sometimes maybe it's not some of the guys that end up on this list favorite time. But nonetheless, you're on this list. And this is a good list. Stews. So let's get into that. You know where we're going. I mean, this is easy, people. This is easy. It's probably one of the easiest ones I I can do, right? Lars. Don to HRC. I'm going to even give Eric Kehoe some love. Because he was, it was like a foundation I would give me some love. I was there. We build the foundation. You can't ask for a perfect day. I mean, even a better. It was raining red. You even got me with my red bandana, red plate somehow. I just felt like I wanted to be red today. HRC Honda. Y'all, y'all stews. All y'all. Ken, German chocolate, he back. Good to see you back. 
Chase Sexton. Obviously, he got burnt again. Jet Lawrence doing what y'all do. Hunter Lawrence doing what y'all do. Brothers killing it. I mean, damn. Y'all ain't even getting nobody else no chance. Y'all went to old school flavor. It was like the 90s with y'all. Just dominated. We'll see how long that lasts. We can do it next week. And from what y'all looking like, y'all could do it. But that's next week. So, HRC. Y'all stews. And I could be like, well, normally it's always hard. So, I'm just giving y'all the odds. That's like 10 of y'all. Maybe even 20 of y'all. So, y'all kind of gave all the positions. But hold up. Not so fast. Mr. I got RD5 gone long years. Coffee, Minnesota, Minnetonka, Ryan, the daddy, the diesel, and just a nice man with a beautiful smile and is my friend. Ryan Dungey, people, come on. The dude's been gone for five years. You think I was going to leave him off this list? Are you kidding me? It would, it would just, it would ruin the credibility of just dudes. If I left this man off this list, I would just cancel the show. It wouldn't even make no sense. Hell, he out there top five and it didn't make no sense. But it made sense to me. It made sense to Dungey. And hate said, might make a lot of sense at the end of the year when Mr. Red Blade Diesel might be holding the plate. But hold up. We, we you know, got a long race. Ryan Dungey, you stews. I got to give you an extra one for that. Because, man, you did it. So there's that list. I don't even know what else. That it's, it's not room. It wasn't even room for Ryan, but I made room for that train. So there's your stews, people. HRC, Ken Roxon, uh, yeah, everybody, Hunter, Jet, Flying, Space Shuttle, whoever, Jet Lawrence, No Lawrence, everyone, Eddie Lawrence. Shit, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Jason Lawrence because, damn, he might be his brother too. All y'all stews, congratulations. And Mr. Coffee, hold up. Oh, I'm feeling it, people. All right, guys, you know this list. Hey, sometimes maybe your favorite time. I know it is one of mine's and it is one of yours, but some of the times that we talk about the people, it ain't theirs. Stu, people that's pissed off. Pissed off because they, you know, had a bad moto. Pissed off because they got blasted. Pissed off because, hell, like, you know, you came over from, you know, Europe and you got here and you're like, damn, man, like this vacation wasn't as cool as I thought. Who knows? Maybe he wasn't pissed off, but Stu. So, it's the first round, people. I, there ain't nobody stupid. And, oh, <gasps> yeah. Nobody's stupid. And I'm going to say that because, yeah, there's a lot of people that's upset, sad, maybe just disappointed. But stupid, now, nah, it's the first race. They got some pancake blisters. Some people still waking up, still from being smacked around. Some people just had a, a vision like a nightmare dream like damn man like ryan dungey back here rd5 coffee he's back racing yep caroli 222 i don't remember that number he's here so a lot of people like maybe confused and like just disappointed but i don't think anybody's stupid now next week they have performances like that and they go like 510 whatever and they just you know get tired well, who knows i think there's gonna be people that's gonna be stewed there you're going to have some disappointments like, I'm sure Justin Cooper, he's disappointed. I'm sure Justin Barsha, disappointed. I'm sure Jason Anderson, disappointed. But Stu, nah, nah, ain't nobody Stu. So let's be happy, people. Let's just be happy. We ain't get nobody. We ain't get nobody, Stu. Because we all just happy. So that's it. 
You got your stews, and that's the whole HRC Honda team and the coffee. And then everybody else, we just we gonna keep it civil, happy, bogle, nice helmet, smooth criminal. You were so smooth. I didn't even know you were racing this weekend. That's just smooth. That's just smooth. But I'm sure you look good doing it. So smooth. So smooth. All right. All right, people. That was your stews and stews from round one. All you guys, congratulations. Nobody stewed. Why we finished? It's round one. You know, you got guys up there struggling with the bike. Guys that's coming in with injuries. Guys just happy to be here. Guys that don't remember being there. Um, but nonetheless, it was cool. It wasn't cruel. And we on to the next race. So we'll see you guys next weekend at round two in Hangtown, Sacramento. Rancho Cavate or whatever they call it. Caverte or something. It's just round two. It's Hangtown to me. So we'll see you guys next weekend. Congratulations, Chase Sexton, Jet Lawrence, everybody else. Good to see you back. Toronio, I thought I put some pepperonis on my pizza. Ryan, send me another cup of the coffee. I'm feeling fresh. And I'll see you guys next weekend. Until then, until then, hit him with it. What's something, Cole? Suntan, next on fire.